following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. They'll know you've arrived when you drive up in the 1958 Edsel, the car that's truly new from nameplate to taillights. Now your host, Walt Disney. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome to that tip-top terrific and splendidly prolific waltz down memory lane, the Mid-Modcast. And here are your Mid-Modcasters, Craig, Paula, and Dave. Welcome to the Mid-Modcast, where all your mid-century dreams come true. We're back. <laughs> yes. I'm Craig. Who are you guys? I'm Paula. Sorry. Hey, y'all. It's Dave from Missouri. And who's that other guy? I'm Alan Marsh in Burbank, California. The baby. voice of the Mid-Modcast. Our official yeah. announcer. Yes. Yeah. And also, star of stage and screen. Ooh, we like to throw that out there as much as possible. If you're doing any high-budget movies, I just want to let you know, Alan is available, and there is no fee too high for Alan Marsh. Uh, <laughs> no fee too high. Well said, well said. What was that? Uh, Ghostbusters, no job too small, no fee too high. Is one of those kinds of things. I never <laughs> caught that. I never caught that line. <laughs> that became my life's motto it's a great after that. One. Small jobs. Hi, pay. Anyway, uh, do feel free to email us, midmodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. We love to interact with you and love to hear from you. If you have any ideas for upcoming programs that we might do. Thank we you for the people to. who have submitted a few yes. ideas. Yeah. And yeah. as a matter of fact, there are a few people in the queue that we keep needing to get back to who would be great guests. So yes. if you're one of those, please Bear with us. We are ADD and spastic in every way. Well, reach out again. I think spastic. You're not allowed to say spastic now, are you? I don't know. Um, Dave, uh, you, you, maybe not. you no, kind of work in the, in the school system. Is, is, that a, is that a bad one? Spaz spastic is bad. I think spastic. It is con- it is con- yeah. In California, you're not supposed to yeah. say that. Yeah. Well, what what happens when you have that colon issue? Uh, this is the wrong program for that. <laughs> no. Uh, that's that's the medical program that I was thinking about doing. Anyway, <laughs> I, I'm sure there's a really nice Latin term for it. It's it's gotten out of control now. Uh, regardless, if you have watched the Paramount Plus series, The Offer, you have seen Alan Marsh, and you maybe didn't even realize it. But uh, there is Alan Because <laughs> it went Marsh. by so quick. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have not seen the offer, That's go see right. it. That's your do, homework. Do see it. It's a fantastic series. Uh, we started watching it just because our friend Alan Marsh is in it. But then we just fell in love with it, and we really enjoyed the series tremendously. And uh, it's about the making of The Godfather, the movie The Godfather, and uh, everything that went into it from the producer's standpoint and kind of about their lives. And uh, what an uh, amazing story that is in and of itself, apart from the amazing story of The Godfather itself. But, Alan, tell us a little bit about the offer, and, and uh, you weren't really expecting to get the role that you got, but you did. And uh, how did all this play out? And, and tell us about the uh, series also. 
Uh, well, the, it's a 10-part series, uh, limited series, uh, which I guess they used to call mini-series, as I recall. But limited series sounds better, doesn't it? Yeah. I, yes. Either way. <laughs> uh, stars, uh, let's see, it's got so many good people in it. Matthew Good as uh, Robert Evans. He's really getting all the, you know, uh, plaudits for his incredible uh, performance as uh, Robert Evans. It's also got Colin Hanks, uh, Josh Zuckerman, Juno Temple, Dan Fogler, uh, Byrne Gorman as uh, Charles Bloodhorn, uh, Giovanni Ribisi as Joe Colombo, and directed by, at least the episode that I was in was directed by uh, Adam Arkin. Oh, oh fabulous. Arkin. Is that Alan Arkin's Great son cool. or nephew? Or Alan what? Arkin's son. son. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What what a it's it's such a cool series. Of course, you know, being an Italian American, uh, they issued me the Godfather trilogy uh, just when it came out. They they said, "Here, you're Italian, <laughs> you need this. There, watch it." Uh, and of course, I love it. I'm I'm really really a big fan. And what an interesting story it is, especially with the producer who is behind all of this, and uh, the the extents that <laughs> that he had to go to to make this this movie, The Godfather. I mean, he had to go deal with La Cosa Nostra and uh, kind of smooth things over with them, saying, no, we're not going to portray all Italians as these thugs and goons and that sort of thing. And, you know, he kind of had to make nice with him. And then, you know, he's struggling with Hollywood, which is a mafia all of itself, you know, almost. And, And everything else that goes into it. And then you mentioned Evans also. And uh, what yeah. a what a fantastic character he is! We watched like uh, old Donahue with him or something. And who's the actor that plays that part? That is Matthew Good. Matthew Good. And uh, boy, he really got his cadence down and his speech patterns and everything. It's really really cool. He did, and he's a Brit. He's uh, he sounds nothing like that in real life. Right. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's that's weird. That's kind of like. Um, what was the uh, doctor show? I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. Doctor Who? No. <laughs> oh, House. Everybody oh, watches House. Uh, House. Doctor House. House yeah, yeah, the guy who plays, plays oh, yeah, House yeah. is actually British. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. So, Alan, tell us about the character that you played. Well, uh, I don't actually come on until uh, episode nine, and... Uh, it's um, the screenwriter Alvin Sargent. He's very peripheral to the story. Uh, he's not actually involved in uh, making The Godfather in any way. He wrote the screenplay for um, Paper Moon, and in the scene that I'm in, he's meeting with uh, with uh, Peter Bart, and they're just having a creative meeting. And the point of the scene is just that Robert Evans at this point uh, has sort of been let go by Paramount and, um, and uh, Colin Hanks's character, Barry Lapidus is brought in to replace him. And he doesn't really have Evans's finesse or his feel for Hollywood. And it's just kind of a very clunky meeting because he <laughs> introduces himself into it and sort of goofs things up. The uh, Lapidus character is Colin Hanks, right? Is that right? Yeah. 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 Sorry. I didn't, 
I didn't answer your question very well, though, did I? You asked me to tell you about about Alvin Sargent. I kind of got off on a tangent there. Alvin Sargent's from, I believe, uh, Philadelphia. He did a lot of screenplays. He, I believe, he wrote the screenplay to Spider Man Two, um, oh. and uh, a neat guy. You know, he he was uh, he's somebody that uh, I think I was cast maybe because I look a little bit like him. Mm. But uh, but a but a cool guy, a, a very sharp character. Yeah, I looked him up, and I'm trying to remember uh, his IMDb page is fascinating because it's it's it, it's very diverse in what he's done. You know, it's it's a weird kind of. Uh, I, he's just, I guess, very uh, uh, able to do a lot of different uh, genres and stuff. What, in what his, like in what his writing has he done? Well, like like Alan mentioned, Spider Man. Um, oh, right. I'm I'm just I'm drawing a blank right now. But Paper Moon he to Spider Man uh, is like two totally different things, you know. Oh, he, sure. he worked yeah. on the second uh, A Star Is Born, the one with uh, Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he worked on the Electric Horseman with my friend uh, Basil Hoffman, who just passed away last mm. year. Uh, he worked on Ordinary People also with my friend Basil Hoffman, mm-hmm. and probably more that most people would know, Robert Redford. Uh-huh. <laughs> I uh, worked on What About Bob uh, with uh, right. yeah, that was Bill funny. Murray. And, um, uh, yeah. I like all those and, movies. <laughs> excuse me. And, Alan, he was screenwriters on all of these? Well, the it's uh, it was story for What About Bob, but mostly screenplay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Electric Horseman, he was uncredited. And uh, The Way We Were, also, he was uncredited for that, but apparently was involved. Um, and I guess they made a TV series of Paper Moon briefly too. That he, yeah, uh, oh, wrote. Wow. yeah, I vaguely remember that. Wrote two episodes of anyway. Huh. Um, and he had a brother uh, who was also in Hollywood. Uh, Herbert, I think, was his name. Herb Sargent. Okay. Yeah. He related uh, to Alvin Dick Sargent. Do... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Did, Did Alvin, Alvin do what? Did Alvin do all of his work with um, with Paramount? I uh, don't think so. Okay, I don't okay. know for sure though. He actually, I think he actually started out as an actor, and I believe he was in uh, From Here to Eternity way back in 1953. Oh, wow. Okay, um, and then realized that writing was more his thing. You know. <laughs> When you get a role like this, how deep do you go in the character? Do you, are, are you uh, one of those method actors that uh, all of a sudden you lose yourself and just become the other guy? Or tell me about that. It's interesting. I had so much time to prepare for this because of COVID, uh, and uh, we shot the first scene that I was in uh, at the Smokehouse restaurant here in Burbank, and it was doubling for. Uh, Supposed to be, I think, uh, another restaurant. I can't even remember like which Brown one Derby now. or something like that. Yeah, or, yeah. I want to say Nate Nell, but it's the other one, uh, Musso and Frank. I think it was supposed to be Musso and Frank's. Mm. And then, but that scene, I didn't even have any lines. I was just sitting there, you know. So that was a good first day on set. You just get to go in, sit down, and eat some steak and some lobster, and watch, <laughs> watch, uh, like watch, you do. Watch yeah, magic. <laughs> yeah, and watch. Um, Michael, I mean, uh, Matthew Good, just basically be a genius, you know? Yeah. And then, and then my second scene wasn't until a month later. So I had a lot of time. So I, what I did was I found a copy of Addie Prey, which is the book that uh, 
they based uh, Paper Moon on. Oh. And I read as much of it as I could up until it was time to shoot the second scene. And then I watched a lot of interviews with uh, Alvin Sargent, and I watched acceptance speeches. And I, I thought about trying to imitate him, and I realized that even if I did... Very, very few people watching would know that that was what I was doing anyway. Yeah, and I thought, why complicate it? I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I can just pretty much use my normal voice. I'll let Matthew Good do the, you know, the amazing. <laughs> He's got a little more experience than I do, you know. So, uh, what you're seeing is me in my voice, but saying his words. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and trying trying desperately to keep it all together because it was a you know, it was kind of really my first uh time on a big set with big time actors like Colin Hanks, yeah. you know. And they were shooting two cameras at the same time, two boom mics at the same time. There's all this stuff going on peripherally and I'm just you wow. know don't don't look don't look you know, just focus <laughs> and know your lines and you know so did you get much of a chance to interact with the other actors? Like off, I did. off screen, yeah. you get to hang out a little bit? Yeah, what'd you think? Well, the first day uh, I got to ride on the shuttle bus with uh, Colin Hanks and uh, Josh Zuckerman and Matthew Good to and from our base camp, which was in the equestrian district, over to uh, the smokehouse. Wow. And we just chatted a little bit. And I don't think uh, anybody paid too much attention to me. But I was paying attention, of course, you know, and uh, Matthew Good was asking, oh, is there a good pub around here? You know, and I told him there was a pub in Burbank, but I don't know if it was good. <laughs> and, uh, and and Matt and uh, Colin Hanks, who is, of course, Tom Hanks' son, right. uh, was and, and is kind of knows a lot about Hollywood lore, very smart guy, was saying he thought it was funny that we were shooting at the Smokehouse because that's a Warner Brothers restaurant. And, you know, uh, of course, this is a movie about Paramount. So, so that's kind of turf wars with uh, restaurants and, and apparently, that apparently <laughs> that's a bit of obscure little Hollywood stuff there. though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But oh. then the second uh, the second day that I was shooting, which was like a month later in January, uh, again, I was I, I we were talking. It was again, Colin Hanks and Josh Zuckerman and I. And just sitting around chatting. And Colin Hanks has done some great stuff with some great people. He was talking about uh, acting with Anne Margaret. She wow. played his mom in something. Yeah. Wow. A lot of good stories. He had a lot of good stories. And I asked him, I said, is Barry Lapidus a real person? And he said, no. He's kind of an amalgam of, of all oh, the... Um, yeah. I didn't know oh. that. Because I was looking him up and I couldn't find yeah. it. He's... I guess that's Paramount's way of not offending any of their... <laughs> executives who might still be alive who didn't want to do the godfather you know ah oh wow uh just just fyi for our listeners um he was basically like a, a money guy an accountant right who didn't right. Really know much about the creative side so right right that i mean in your scene he comes in and makes you know these comments on the side about how you should write uh the the young the, um, Tatum O'Neill's uh, character, right? Anyway, she should yeah. be older. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because his and daughter you know twelve. <laughs> what, yeah, what that I was always, so funny. Right. What I always enjoy about um, uh, watching Colin is sometimes he'll do like a a vocal inflection that is totally his dad's, but mm -hmm. 
That's just and, and he has said it's only taken him, you know, several years of therapy to get over that comparison. You know, that's, that's a tough, that's a tough, uh, and he's really done some great stuff on his own. He was in Mad Men. He was so good yeah. in Mad Men. I think he didn't he play a priest in he Mad did. Men. That's yeah. right. I don't he even sa- remember him in Mad Men. He, he sang did. a Peter Paul and Mary song, and he played it. I played guitar. He's he's really a quite a talented guy and a businessman too. He has a a, a handkerchief uh, company, a kerchief. Oh, wow. Hank's kerchiefs. Oh. oh. Hank's yeah. yeah. Wow. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a, now Colin Hank to me just came on the scene and uh, maybe. I don't know, a dozen years ago or something like that. Was he a child actor also? I don't even know. I think the first thing he did was um, in Band of Brothers in 2000, what was that, two maybe? He was uh, in that? He had a, I don't even remember him. Oh, no, there was, he was in something even before. He was in That Thing You Do he in was. like the late 90s. He, had a oh. very, he was like a page. I think he just kind of had a walk on. <laughs> and then, yeah, in, um, in Band of Brothers, he had a full episode where he plays one of the replacements who comes in after a lot of the guys from easy company have been killed and of course he's eager for action and everybody else is burned out and ready to go home you know yeah and uh and and they i if i remember right i think i remember hearing that they kind of kept the new guy's intentionally away from the old guys so that they would really sort of be at each other you know they, they really would uh, not get along in real life, and that would hopefully translate onto screen. But it, it's kind of a hard way to, you know. Yeah, you're trying to be all chummy with guys on set, and they've been coached to like ignore you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> behind the scenes. That's tough. I really liked him in Fargo. That's where I really noticed him, and that it was a TV, the series Fargo, the FX oh, series Fargo. Mm-hmm. He's just wonderful in that. I think it was the first season. Now, his character He's, on the offer, I, I really. I really liked it because, you know, you come across people like this in life all the time where it's like, technically, he's probably right as far as, you know, by the numbers. And, you know, we got the demographics and this is the way that everything is supposed to work and the math works out this way. But he just misses that interpersonal connection and the the art. Uh, When you're dealing with something like film, he, he doesn't seem to grasp the whole art kind of thing. I've got to imagine that there's actually that kind of attention uh, on a movie lot because you got you got the people who are by the numbers, and then you've got the artists who are well. Who cares about a budget? Let's make a film, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I've never experienced that, but you know, I'm sure it happens. Uh, I think you. I I do notice at the level that this is compared to when I was say making student films, you know, in Missouri, right. (laughs) Um, It it becomes more about money and it, and there's a lot more on the line, you know, and you're not going to just go use somebody's house for free, uh, (laughs) you know, to shoot in. But uh, yeah, I would imagine that tension's real. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of moving parts in, in any enterprise this big, you know? Sure. Yeah, there's probably some of that going on behind the closed doors of the series The Offer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that, yeah, for sure. For sure. Because, you know, it was made during COVID and they had to shut oh. down at a certain point because uh, somebody got COVID. And, yeah. and so that's hard. Oh, you know, that, yeah. I mean, you, you, that really eats into your budget, you know. It, when you're working on a project like this, how many people are on set at any given time, would you guess? 
You know, in the room that we were in, there were probably 15 to 20. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I don't know what they all do. Cameras and <laughs> mics and, you know, costumers and director and second AD and second second AD and um, the COVID person. You know, oh, they kept no. having to have everybody leave the room and then they would pump the air out of the room because everybody was it was real kind of height of COVID paranoia. In fact, there was one when when I met everybody on set, we were all wearing masks, of course. And so I met Colin Hanks wearing a mask, you know, and then we go to shoot the scene. We rehearse it with masks on and then we go to shoot it. And our first take, he completely blew his lines, which I was glad it wasn't me who blew the lines. And he was like, I'm sorry. He said, that's the first time I've seen your face. Right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's, that's what you look like. Yeah, <laughs> you don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Who, who are you so again? That's a, that's a strange experience. But he was so friendly. He came up to me just the first day and said, hi, I'm Colin. You know, and that's, nice. that's wow. lovely. Nice. And Adam Arkin was so nice. I did a, I did a take and, and, you know, they're always under the gun time wise. And I said, that felt really fake to me. And he said, well, let's do it again. And nice. I was like, wow. Oh gosh. He's a, he's a, he's a former actor himself. So yeah. I love his dad. His dad is one of my favorites. He's, he's always awesome. Yeah. Everything that he's done. Yeah. I don't know of anything yes. that Alan Arkin's done that I didn't love. No, the in-laws and catch 22. Oh, yeah, and, the in-laws. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say Little yeah, Miss Sunshine. That is the best movie ever. Oh, yeah. well, and movies. don't forget Adam's super quirky character in, um, uh, oh my gosh, the Alaskan Doctor Show. What? Um, why can't uh, I think of it? Northern Exposure. Northern Exposure. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah, I don't remember like him in that. Guy and yeah, I anyway. do not even remember him in that. That's amazing. Yeah. He, he pops up in, in like some a, of the a most later season. Yeah, he pops oh, okay. up in some of the most obscure things. It's like, wow, Alan Arkin was no, in Adam. That? Adam. Oh, Adam. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 No, he's got quite a quite a quite a list of things he's done going back a long time. Yeah. Cool. Um. So, uh, Alan, I wanted to ask you about um, Al Ruddy, the uh, character that's played by Miles Teller. Um, yeah, he was one of the co-creators of Hogan's Heroes, but uh, I that's I, right. <laughs> I, tr- I tried to get a um, I tried to get a snapshot of the the opening credits of each episode of the offer said something like based on the recollections yes. of yeah. Al Ruddy, but it he didn't really? like write a book or a screenplay or anything. Well, I mean, there was a screenplay, obviously, but. It was just based on what he remembered about the pro- producing the movie. Well, you know, and and yeah, I noticed that too. And it's, you know, look, a lot of these people who worked on that film are still alive, right? Uh, Peter Bart is still alive. Peter Bart wrote a piece uh, in Deadline Daily and said that he, you know, a lot of these things he doesn't remember, and I think. Of course, you have to take some uh, artistic liberties. You have to compress time frames. You have to compress characters. You know, you have to make things. You have to make it something you want to watch. It's got to be cinematic. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, I think that was they had to sort of artfully find a way to say, you know, this is this is sort of historical fiction in a way, but it's you know, it's it's uh, a lot of it happened. You know. Right. Yeah, so I I really appreciated uh, his his character 
character. And then um, I love Dan Fogler as Coppola. So oh, yeah. Dan, yeah. Dan Fogler was the yes. uncle on um, the, <laughs> the Goldbergs. The Goldbergs. Right. That's how yeah, I know him, too. Oh, that's right. That's I the, forgot yeah, about that. That's the way I know was, him. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember his character name in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. But yes, I love yeah. he's a great character actor, and he nailed that that Coppola role really well. He I did. Think. He did. He, he's, he's so intent on what he wants, and... Uh, He's not willing to compromise much artistically. Right, right. And he just, at the end of the day, wants to have some really good wine. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite character in the whole thing, even more than my own, was um, um, the uh, the author of The Godfather himself. Oh, oh. Mario Puzo. Yeah. Yes, oh, Puzo. Mario Puzo. Yes. He... Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, that, that scene where they're cooking together and they're like, this is this is what we got to work into the movie is, is you right. know, where they're cooking together and stuff. And I'm like, that is exactly the kind of thing that I remember about these, you know, kinds of movies and everything is you got to get the slice of the garlic <laughs> just right. You know, it's oh, and that scene. Thin, and you got, you know, it's, you and don't brown later, it. It's like we don't have the money for a kitchen set. <laughs> right with a working stove and and when you see that scene in the actual movie it's super tight like they're right there at the burner with the that's right he said yes. you can have one one burner that works yeah <laughs> but but patrick gallo was so good he's so likable as mario puzo and yes. uh the scene where he's in the swimming pool with the big casserole on his yes <laughs> I love that just became emblematic of the whole series to me, you know, because who doesn't? And he said that was a great day on set. He just <laughs> got to be in the pool all day, you know, eating <laughs> some, yeah, lasagna. some lasagna. That's a, you know, th- I guess the the friendship that those two struck up mm-hmm. in real life was really, really tight also. And, oh, yeah. you know, I think that they just portray that kind of. Uh, brotherly love that they share with each other in just a really great way in the series. Also, do do you know anything about their friendship? Like, you know, in real life, you know, I don't, I don't. um, But they, it's, if that's true, I like it. That's a nice detail. You know, I was, Um, I was reading something from Coppola and, and uh, he, he said that he was, I think, I think Coppola said that Puzo was like a father to him. Or something like that. Oh, That's right. Yeah. We read the same article, yeah. but they were very close. Yeah. They loved each other genuinely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the, It was very sweet. Yeah, they had that bond. And do you guys remember there's a scene towards the end where um, they're at the Oscars, I guess. Maybe it's the very last episode. And a reporter catches them on the steps, the stairs yeah. leading yeah, up yeah. to their seats or whatever. To the balcony, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And the reporter is asking them about future projects. And what's the project Mario Puzo mentions? Was it the script for Superman? <gasps> oh, yeah. Bad News Bears? No, it was <laughs> something I, about Bad News I Bears. I think it in there. was That's Superman because Marlon Brando was in Superman. So right, he right. talks about Superman too. That's Superman. Right. And then yeah. I went, Oh, that, that, oh yeah. that's how Marlon Brando ended up in Superman. I could never figure that uh, out. That's right. How did Puzo, Marlon Brando end up in Superman? Puzo wrote the original screenplay for Superman. That's maybe right. that's the first one. Maybe yeah. that's how oh, that the got connected. Yeah. Yes. So I thought that was they shot those back to back, Superman and Superman Two. So that makes <laughs> sense. 
he was the uh, screenwriter on both. And I did love how Betty McCart at the end, she ends up with as Burt Reynolds. Agent. No, was it Burt Reynolds? Yeah. Or, yeah. No, it was. Uh, uh, no, it was uh, Tom Selleck. Was it? Tom Selleck. Yeah. Yeah. Tom yeah. Selleck <laughs> plays a little cameo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You don't really yep. know it's Tom Selleck, but yeah, so it was a great. But Miles Teller oh, walks I in and he says, that. "That is a really good-looking guy." Yes. Right. <laughs> right. No, it goes. It goes way too quick. It's way yeah. too quick to catch. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I caught. I did catch that, and I'm like, oh, I know so, who that was. He does commercials. It's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many of the things in this were, were so quick that the rewind button is helpful, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> so Alan, other projects that you've done, you, you did a PBS series. Is that right? Was it PBS? Yeah, I did a, a, a four part series uh, called Cur- Courage, New Hampshire. That was That's on it. PBS yeah. um, with Basil Hoffman and, uh, oh gosh, so many good people in, in that. Um, Let's see who else was in Courage New Hampshire. Uh, anyway, uh, that was done out at Riley's Farm in uh, in uh, about ninety miles from L.A. Great series, fun, set in the uh, Revolutionary War times. Yeah, oh, cool. Uh, New Hampshire set in Southern California. Yes, yes. <laughs> it can happen. And it snows up there, actually, yeah. where where he lives in uh, up in. Uh, where is that? Ah, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry. Now, that was done on a pretty small budget, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. Uh, good show, though. It, you'd never know it. We had a fan, we had uh, a fantastic um, uh, cinematographer. Yeah, the production value was nice. It was, it yeah. was well done. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Alan, the real question that everybody is thinking right now, <laughs> the food on the set between The Offer and Courage New Hampshire... How was, mm. how different was the food, really? I mean, was was the <laughs> catering? Well, see, I don't think I ate anything on uh, the offer because it wasn't lunchtime. I think I was out of there before lunch. Oh, <laughs> My scene's pretty short, uh, but I did get to eat at the smokehouse. You know, well, there. Oh, that's so right. That day, that, on camera. That, uh-huh. that day, I had um, I had steak and uh, lobster, but the food at at uh, Riley's Farm. Is much better. It's oh. uh, it's uh, you get you, they have a fantastic chicken pot pie there at Riley's Farm. So they didn't just give you a granola bar and a Diet Mountain Dew and say, "There you go, you're done." <laughs> well, they had those too, but there's <laughs> and then oh, like it's so good. Table up there. Riley's Farm is in Yucaipa, uh, uh, oh, okay. Oak Glen, yeah. California. Oh, Oak Glen. I was I almost was going to say Oak Glen. Yeah. And it's like a it's like a um, uh, like a colonial Williamsburg for Southern California. Really, it's a great place. Oh huh. man. Lots, oh, lots of school tours there. They they have you know hatchet throwing. They do they do uh, <laughs> all kinds all kinds, candle dipping and and lots of animals and it's wow. a great place. Yeah. Craig, it sounds like the Ponderosa that you talked about on. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I heard that on the 1967 episode. Yeah, yeah. Ponderosa Craig, was awesome. Ponderosa. Yeah, I want to go. Yeah, back to that. Is, you I asked never a question back. about food because you know the burning question I thought you were going to ask is what was it like to hang out with Keeley herself, Juno oh. Temple? Well, there's oh, I didn't. I didn't oh, see her. Didn't see her. Yeah. I saw her trailer, but I never saw her. Uh, <laughs> so there wasn't Keely. a rap party. <laughs> she is she is so sweet though i i just oh, yeah. get that sense you know and she's so talented oh, yes. you know it's, it's really really funny watching her on ted lasso and then 
watching her ditch her her own accent. You know, I know, and, and pick up yeah. an American accent. She does it and flawlessly. It I mean, she does it flawlessly. You, you yeah, would never yeah. know. She does. No, you would never job. know. Yeah, that's uh, that's not a talent that everybody has. You no, know? especially Americans. I think it's. I don't know. Maybe Brits watch more American TV. I don't know what it is. Yeah, there's that. There's that. Yeah. Well, anything <laughs> on the horizon, Alan? You're you just, know, just waiting uh, for that phone to ring. That's <laughs> uh, it's a. It's, I just got an audition in here for something. I <laughs> I can't remember what it is. Uh, it, yeah, you're always waiting for the phone to ring. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did a I did a thing at Disney uh, not too long ago, but I can't talk about it. They made me sign Ooh. a non disclosure. Ah. Yeah. But I can tell you about it once we quit rolling here. Yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah. Well, very good. Get the scoop. <laughs> Well, we have uh, a little music to go out on, which is the uh, actually the soundtrack here. So um, great piece. Anyway, Alan Marsh, thanks so much for being with us yeah. again on the Mid Mock. Thank you, guys. This was, was my great. first podcast experience, and it was really fun. Well, we're wow. we're glad that you did it. Sorry for all the uh, technical difficulties in between and everything, but uh, well, we, that's yeah. the nature of we got that's it done. the nature of acting, you know. Right. Yeah. A lot of a lot of sitting around waiting for people to figure out their technical difficulties. <laughs> and now right. it's the wee hours in Cleveland, Ohio, and I'm ready. For it is. Game, so. And do watch it. The offer on Paramount, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Plus. Paramount Plus. Do Paramount check it out. Plus. And look for that uh, Alvin York guy. Who is that? No, Alvin Sergeant. Sergeant. Dick Dick Sergeant (laughs) Dick Dick York. York. (laughs) Alvin York is Sergeant York. (laughs) I'm done. Sergeant. Get him. Get him out here into bed. Stick a fork in me. I'm done. Hey, Alan. Thanks again. Dave, always good. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Paula. I'll see you in the other room, Paula. Stay swell, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye.